Let's get nuts. Well, hello, children. There's lights out. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Well, he... <laughs> well you got that twice. See, I put the buttons like right next to each other on my little stream deck thing, so I hit the wrong button. Anyways, guys, what's happening? Welcome to Film Junkie Live. It is December 11th. Hopefully you guys are doing good. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that like, thumbs up, share it, do whatever, please. Spread the word. How's it going out there, huh? Lots to talk about, of course, when it comes to Superman Legacy and all the stuff that's happening with James Gunn, you know? And so many things, so many things. Rumors, debunks, the new casting, all that stuff. We got to talk about that. We got more stuff when it comes to Rebel Moon, and of course we got box office, and then of course the Golden Globes that was being on the nominations all announced early this morning. So early, it's like I actually woke up very early today, which sucks. You know, you ever do that where you go, you fall right to sleep? Because I felt I crashed last night because. I went to uh, I went to a friend's birthday thing and uh, yeah, a lot of uh, drinking was had, so I was a little hungover yesterday and uh, didn't get much sleep, so I crashed hard last night. So, anyways, all right, this live stream is the best. It's the best. It's the best. All right, clear that. All right, who's here? We got Mr. Max right here. Max Wolf, good to see you. Good to see you. What's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? Always great to see you, bud. Hey, hey, we got, we got Miss Lisa Jackson right here. I'm in a mood today. I really hate Warner Brothers after they just broke just broke on Twitter. They broke on Twitter? What happened? Ugh, something happened right now that I missed? Uh, let's see. We got Fatty God. What is happening? Oh, not much. Just chilling. You know, got the football game on in the background as I do. You know, looking forward to talking about all this craziness that's been happening. Uh, what's going on, Eric Patterson? Good to see you. Uh, oh yeah, he's always rocking that stuff. Yeah, fans give him stuff, and he and he's not he doesn't shy away from putting it on. Yeah, he's he's pretty good right there. People obsessed with correcting gun on the smallest things. Yeah, it's like uh, people are more offended by like when when he like fluffs things or you know lies or whatever the hell. They're more offended by him than, like, the politicians they vote for, it seems. It's kind of funny. I was kind of thinking about that today. I was like, Jesus Christ. More people are upset about about Sean Gunn being added to the cast. And anyways, let's not get political. Let's not get political. Very curious how sh Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be a long... It's not going to be... Uh, it's probably going to be, like, one scene, if that. What's going on, Johnny Mac? You see the uh, Scream Factory Darkman? No, I didn't. Did not see that. What's going on, Axel? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, let's see. We got Brennan right here. Yeah, I think it's weird. Saturn Awards from corporate mainstream movies. And... Is that what's happening now? Pretty interesting. Mr. Nobody, what's going on? I know Sean and James Gunn get shit for nepotism, but if you pull... I know. Well, yeah, that's, that's one of the things I'm going to talk about. I'm, I was making the joke. You know, that's why I said tonight on Nepotism Live, you know. I, I'm making the joke because it's... It's funny. It's it's it, it's a funny thing, but that's what one of the things we'll be talking about, of course, when it comes to today. All right, life is good, Cortez, but it can be better. Ah, there you go, pulling out that Max Lord line, which was great. You know, Pedro Pascal. Regardless of how you feel about uh, Wonder Woman eighty four, you know, I thought he did pretty good. 
I thought he did pretty good. Nerdy Mastermind, what's happening? I finally just moved into my new apartment. New 4K TV, new mattress, new sound system, and couch. It's nice so far. All right. Well, when are you having a housewarming party? I'm on my way. Sounds like uh, sounds like everything's uh, looking pretty good over there. Mm. Cheers. All right. Okay, cool. All right, we'll go ahead and shut that off. Appreciate you guys clicking in. Of course, as a reminder, always subscribe. Hit that notification bell and stuff. But, yes, a lot of things to talk about right now. Um, you know, we talked about some of this stuff on Vodka Stream, of course. But, uh, yeah, a lot of things happening in the DCU world and whatnot. So let's go ahead and start diving into some of this stuff. i got to find it all, make sure I get it all. The Golden Globe stuff. I will start with some tweets. Let's start with some tweets. And you know what? Right off the bat, right off the bat, and someone's car alarm is going off. That's always nice. Always nice to hear that. Always nice. That. Don't uh, turn that down. Um, no. Uh, right off the bat, I just want to like uh, just say like, if anybody's going to save the MCU, it's going to be Ryan Reynolds. It's almost like the perfect timing if you think about it. When it comes to the struggle that is happening with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Kevin Feige and everything and them trying to figure out their footing. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is going to probably help save it. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to fully save it, but one of the things is like what we always stress about and just talk about is just the fact that he is a marketing genius. When it comes to Mitt Mobile, when it comes to Aviation Gin, all the commercials, they're all great. I was, Like I said, I was at uh, my friend's party and we were talking about that. We were talking about... Uh, I was talking about that with some people, but the, the the big thing that, of course, that he posted last week is why not just lean into it? Lean into it. Lean into the leaks. Obviously, we, you know, he did release the statement that, yeah, the spoilers, the leaks were out there. But, man, these images that he posted were just great. And it's just like, yeah, brilliant. Just get a bunch of people to Photoshop people on these set photos. So why not? It just adds to the hype. It adds to the marketing. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So we got right there, we got Predator chilling right there, which is cool. And then right here, you know, I mean, if you know what the real set photo looks like, yeah, he's definitely not holding a bag of money, but I thought that was funny. And the fact that they put Mickey Mouse right there, come on, hilarious. Just absolutely hilarious right there. And it uh, looks like, uh, what's that, Quibi? Quibi right there? And So somebody photoshopped the Fox the Fox logo, you know, because that's supposed to be the uh, 20th Century Fox logo that's down and they put the uh, the Quibi logo. I mean, that's just good. That's pretty good Photoshop because they also made it grainy where it actually looks real. It's pretty funny. And then uh, Wally lowered the the cue cards. I'm trying to wonder, like, what is that from? That's got to be referenced to something. What? Some some is that from like Saturday Night Live or one of the sketch TV shows or something like that? And then Steve Urkel. Why not just put Steve Urkel in there? It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, that's the thing. It's like Ryan Reynolds. It's going to, I can't wait. I mean, there's going to be more and more and more. I mean, the first trailer that comes out is going to be absolutely insane. That's going to break the internet. And just the marketing and when we get closer to, uh, to the film release, I'm just kind of curious of like how the, the marketing is going to be handled when it comes to all that. And again, we have Ryan Reynolds that has the entire MCU at his disposal. And of course, trying to, you know, get rid of the, the Fox universe Moving on to the the full on Marvel Cinematic Universe, he just has free range with all that, and I think that right there is going to help. It's going to help, and hopefully, maybe with with Deadpool three, that could uh, 
help a little bit when it comes to the struggles that are happening with the MCU, but who knows? I'm not saying it's going to be he's going to just solve all all the all the all the problems right now, but at least there's definitely going to be probably a winner that that comes out next year. Next what? June? It's coming out in June, right? So it's definitely going to be a winner when it comes to Deadpool 3. And I can't wait for that marketing for sure, for sure. All right, what's next? What's next? All right. So I posted this right here. You know, it's always kind of funny because especially when it comes to casting, when it comes to casting in the DCU, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm never good at like doing, oh, yeah, who, who, who's here I think should play Batman or whatever the hell. But sometimes I'll see stuff like this. I'll see videos like this, which is from Lee Pace, who is starring in Foundation. And, um, you know, I haven't I, I've, I've heard good things about this series or has the series come out yet? I don't know. I think the series has come out, but I know there's been some things that have come out. And I've seen people go, you know what? He would make a good Batman. And you know what? From things that I've seen when it comes to him, like, fighting and stuff like that and his physique and his look and everything, I'm not going to lie. I could totally, totally see him as Batman. And this video was uh, being passed around last week. And I was like, yep, I could totally see it right here. Yeah. And He's got a, you know, he's got the good chin, good jawline. You know, he's already pretty ripped. He's all, he's like six five. You know, he's in his forties. He doesn't look like he's forty, but I thought, you know, maybe, maybe. Archer. Hey, look at him. I mean, he's a good-looking dude. He's a good-looking dude. I, I just, I see it. I see it. See, I totally see it. I don't know. Like, I would not, I would not hate that at all. He would be definitely on my short list of all that. So there you go. I'm just saying, I think, you know, put on like another like 10 pounds of muscle. Maybe he doesn't need that much more muscle. He's already pretty stacked. So I'm just saying, I, I think he would be a, a pretty excellent choice for Batman. I don't know. I don't know. I think it could, it could be, but I don't know if he's considered. I mean, that's not that we're still a ways away from that. We're still very much a ways away from them casting the DCU Batman. But, you know, I, I just he would be on my short list. If I had to do a top five, Lee Pace will definitely be on there. So I saw somebody actually say um, Liam Hemsworth. I remember I thought Liam Hemsworth would be a good choice for uh, Batman. A while, but I think it was a while. It was before. I think was it. Uh, I think it was before Pattinson got cast and I knew that they were going to cast anyone. I thought maybe Liam Hemsworth, but now I'm, I'm kind of like now about Liam Hemsworth. Now I used to be, I'd be like, yeah, maybe he could be a good bat or maybe it was even before that. Maybe it was even, I don't know. Was it, I don't think it was when, before Ben got passed cast, but I was like, and then I saw that. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that anymore. At one point I'm, I thought maybe Liam Hemsworth, but then now, I don't know. I think with all the, uh, the Witcher stuff and I don't know, just seeing him other things, I just kind of went, eh, I don't know about that now. I don't know about that now. Yeah. I was like, I'm with you guys. Oh yeah. Sam Worthington would, would be your pick. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's, uh, he's probably as old as Ben Affleck or even older. Um, Maybe at one point. I remember at one point, Guy Pierce. somebody did a fan art of Guy Pierce as Batman. And I thought, you know what? At one point, maybe Guy Pierce would have been a good Batman. But anyways, Lee Pace, keep kicking ass. You're on my uh, short list. Looking good. Looking good. But this is what's funny. And you got to love the Internet. You got to love the Internet, guys. I uh, this, this post right here, it's at like almost at 10,000. It's at 9,200. Um, 
views right now. And it was just kind of funny because obviously there's there's a lot of bullshit out there, a lot of bullshit out there, and there's a lot of fake accounts, parody accounts. And now that, you know, when it comes to Superman Legacy and the DCU, a lot of the parody accounts have been working overtime. And I, I retweeted this right here and I put finally dot, 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 obviously knowing that it's not real, uh, that dis, disbussing, disbussing film posted that Timothy Chalamet will play Bruce Wayne in Superman Legacy. Obviously, there's been a lot of Superman Legacy talk and castings and everybody's all talking about like there's too many castings and whatever the hell. And I just thought it was kind of funny because, you know, Timothy Chalamet, of course, is just like the it guy right now. And it was hilarious of how many people, how many people actually believed this was <laughs> this was actually a thing. This was actually a thing. And it was just funny to see the reactions underneath you know, where like most people got the joke, most people got the joke, but some people did not get the joke. And it was pretty hilarious. Like it was pretty hilarious that uh, some people did not get the joke. People were like uh, responding by saying like, Jesus, this is going to be a CW movie. And I went, you're overthinking it here. You know, this is the I always like I always like these little jokes, these little social experiments when it comes to my Twitter, you know, when you post you post something like this. And then you just see, like, who actually, like, responds. I mean, I would, if this was actually real, I would hate the absolute shit out of it. Uh, I don't even like him as Robin. I mean, nothing against Timothy Chalamet, but I'm like, no, we don't need him in the superhero world. And I don't think he wants to be in the superhero world. I think uh, he got the advice from Leo DiCaprio, he said, to not take a superhero role. I, don't, I think he said something like that. I remember there was an interview, and he said that I think it was Leo or somebody that he, I can't remember exactly who. I think it was Leo. And, they, and Leo said, don't take a superhero role, which he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He's, f- he's fucking Willy Wonka right now. He's in Dune. That's coming up. He's already in all these big roles. He's, I don't, he doesn't need to be in a superhero role, especially with the superhero genre where it's at right now. I don't think that uh, there would actually be a good career move for him, to be honest. But it was just kind of funny because I, I sometimes like to uh, see these parodies and retweet them and just kind of like uh, do a little social experiment. And it's amazing that there were some people that actually thought this was true. And it was just like, come on, guys. Come on, do you, come on. And you could see the people who would just have like a, a, either just are easily duped or they just have such a bias towards this stuff that they'll just, they just want to believe it and then, of course, want to shit on it more. And then, of course, when, when I start responding in my, my ways that I do, they, uh, they, they tend to not respond because they probably feel stupid. As they should. As they should. Look at this. Just thought I'd share this with you guys. Look at that. Look at that. Somebody made this amazing flash live wallpaper, you know, with the little whatchamacallits. This is from, uh, let's see, what is it? Sama, is it is it Sam AI Artist? So it's probably, of course, with AI, but I thought it just looked really cool. Kind of, you know, taking the uh, the Justice League flash costume took it to another level i thought it was pretty cool i think it's a little it looks like it's a little bit of a mixture of ezra's costume and justice league and grant gusson's costume it's like a little bit of both a little bit of both but i just thought that looked cool i thought i'd show you guys because you know you know me i'm a sucker for just some really cool art right there so what's going on jesse good to see you i saw stephanie out there too yeah good to see you too stephanie and then this is funny. This is just funny right here. Because let's face it, you know, when it comes to Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, you know what? Okay. Here, let me say this first. 
because it's kind of interesting because we all, everybody always talks about marketing, marketing, marketing when it comes to these movies. And when these movies fail, they tend to go, you know what? The marketing was terrible. The marketing was this. The marketing was that. I don't, I don't know if like, like when it comes to Warner Brothers, like a lot of us just thought that they were just going to throw away Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Like they're not going to put anything into marketing or anything. But I don't know how many times when I've been watching football on Sunday, even on Monday, that how many times I see an Aquaman 2 TV spot. I do. And yesterday they did a whole, they did a whole thing exclusive to, I think it was Sunday Night Football. They did a whole thing where they were doing like a, a whole like three minute, two minute, three minute commercial that was displaying Wonka, the color purple, and Aquaman 2. It was like an exclusive Sunday night football thing. So they are pushing the marketing a little bit. They are doing that. They are doing that. So when Aquaman 2 inevitably fails, we can't really blame the marketing because the marketing is there. It just seems like people are just not really that interested. But then, of course, you have social media that you got to do. And, uh, you know, let's face it. Mr. Jason Momoa, he's pretty good at marketing, too. And apparently this was kind of social, some kind of social media trend. I don't know. I don't keep up with that. I don't, I don't really scroll through TikTok. I post on TikTok, but I don't scroll through TikTok. So apparently this was like some kind of trend. And I thought this was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny because I was like, look, even Patrick Wilson's getting involved with it. You know, I mean, Arthur, Arthur showing how that baby was made. Arthur showing how that baby is made. Anyways, I just thought it was funny. But then look at look at the moves on Patrick Wilson. Come on. The white boy can move. The white boy can move a little bit. So I thought that was pretty funny. thought that was kind of funny. Ah. Anyways, what else we got here? Do I got anything? Oh, yeah. And then, of course, we have... Okay, so we got a couple other things, too. We got a Furiosa poster right here. Yep, there we go. Patrick Wilson is funny. He's a, he's a, I, like, I like Patrick Wilson. Anything he's in, I'm all about Patrick Wilson. But we got a new uh, poster for Furiosa right here, a Mad Max saga. Not bad, you know, obviously. I mean, it's, not, it's a little floaty-heady a little bit. Not that bad, though. I actually dig this poster. You know, I think, I think they're realizing that you don't just cram all your characters into a poster, like in a, like a section of the poster where everybody's just like floaty heady, like Marvel. But uh, I mean, Furiosa's on this twice, which is kind of cool. She's up there and then she's down there with her new look. So we got a, We got her twice. So that's kind of cool. So there's that poster right there. There's that poster. And then we got this right here. I don't know. This kind of came out of nowhere. We, this kind of came out of nowhere. We got a Deadpool. I don't know if it's actually real or not, but I thought, all right, cool. There's a little promo for Deadpool 3. We got Hugh Jackman as part of it in his Wolverine costume, and it looks like we either have Vulture, not Vulture. I mean, who knows? There's like three different flying creatures. You know, it could be Archangel. Could be It could be Sam uh, Falcon, but I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Is who's, who's the one flying up there? Who's flying up there? And then, of course, we have there's like it looks like there's like people or, you know, something going on right here. So I don't even know where this came from. It could be not uh, an actual promo. I don't know. Could not. Yeah, it could be Hawkman. There you go. I don't think he's holding a hammer, though. Um, so I don't know. Just thought that was kind of cool. And I was like, OK, interesting. Interesting. Guess as good as mine whose that is. But uh, anyways, that's just it right there. Let's see. Make sure that I got all the uh, stuff I wanted to talk about. 
Wait a minute. Oh, there was one thing. Oh, yeah, I did talk about that. All right, got it all. All right, we're, oh, no, no, there was one, one thing that I wanted to talk about, too, speaking of The Flash. Uh, let's see, I think I forgot to open it up right here. Hold on a sec. I know I have it somewhere. Maybe not. Did I not put it in my little files here? I guess I did not. Damn it. I thought I did. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. Is it this? No, is that? Okay, hold on. 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 This is why you take notes, people. This is why you keep uh, notes. Am I even... No, I'm not spelling that right. Come on. There we go. Let me open this up right here. Um, our, uh, well, our Iris West, Miss Kersey uh, Clemens. She is officially done with superhero movies. She's tapped out. Yeah, this article was released right here with an interview with her. Exclusive from Clutch Points. Kersey Clemens tapped out of superhero genre after Flash debacle. Yee. Kersey Clemens may be tapped out of the superhero genre after her experience in The Flash, but the right script could make her... Yeah, exactly. The right script all and, and the money, too. What can I say? Well, you know, that's also going to be a part of it, too, right? But she uh, basically was saying, uh, when, when it came to The Flash journey right here, she was like, I was freaked out because at one point there were there were rumors going around online that I was getting recast, which was humiliated. Humili- you know, she was humiliated from that. Is this this is not old, is it? No, this was recent. Okay, just making sure. But I think these quotes are from that there. But maybe this is like kind of an old thing. But it's all just floating around. Now I could finally say and admit this whole thing made me cry more than uh, made me smile. I think this is actually something that we've actually heard right there. But yeah, it was something that was floating around again. And it's just like, yeah, we get it. After what she went through with all that and Flash and everything and Warner Brothers. It's mainly Warner Brothers. But I would say it's mainly Warner Brothers just effing up on that. Jesus Christ. Oi. Anyways, all right. Let's go ahead and get to the main topic. Main topics, I guess you could say. Jeez. (sighs) All right. Refreshing. All right. Superman Legacy. We got a lot of things talk about okay so let's start off right away uh start off with some rumors scoopies whatever the hell whatever you want to call it when it comes to superman legacy um we got uh daniel rpk of course doing his scooping thing which i know like you know it's a scooping game i always say that if i was gonna actually take if i was gonna believe a certain scooper i'd probably believe him over anybody else i think he was has a little bit more but at the same time his batting average is still not a thousand, obviously. It's still not that. But uh, the first thing that was talked about last week was the fact that Supergirl is definitely going to be get, getting recast, which I think we all accepted that already. We knew that uh, Sasha Kaye wasn't going to come back, which sucks. It sucks because she was uh, she didn't have enough time to breathe when it came to playing Supergirl. I think she could have did something really great if she continued on. And, you know, she wasn't in it as much. I mean, she was in it. Pretty, you know, a lot of people were saying that she was barely in it. I remember a lot of people were saying that, and I was even pushing back on that. I was like, ah, she's not barely in it. She's in it for, you know, they get her in like uh, the middle of the second act, and then of course she leads right into that. And but I thought she was a, a good super uh, super girl, and uh, for sure they're gonna it, with announcing of uh, Woman of Tomorrow and everything, totally different Supergirl story, 
not a story that we're going to that that would could continue her story kind of thing. So we all kind of accepted like, yeah, she's definitely not going to return to play Supergirl. So now um, there was talks about her being in Superman Legacy. Now, that's again, you know, a lot of people are saying it's overstuffed, it's overstuffed, which, you know, I know a lot of people are keep on saying there's too much, too much going on, too much with this. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, well, most of these characters are, if they show up, they're not even going to be in it that much. Um, when it comes to the main characters, the core cast is going to be in there a lot. I mean, obviously, when it comes to Superman, Lois, Clark, Jimmy, because I say Clark, Jimmy, Lex, Lex will probably have a couple of few scenes, whatever the hell. So Supergirl. But what, what, what is interesting, what's pretty interesting, and, I, and I, I had another tweet that I posted. I had another tweet that I posted this weekend that uh, some people, it was funny because I always like it. It was another like one of those things where I try to be careful when I tweet because I tweeted that, oh, man, when that Supergirl casting happens, and I said, the backlash is coming, the backlash is coming, you know, doing that whole little reference. And some people took it as there will be no backlash. I mean, again, there's like two sides to this whole thing when it comes to Supergirl, because I saw a lot of the reason why I posted that was because I saw a lot of people, of course, picking out actresses that have blonde hair, blue eyes, white and everything. And I just immediately thought, man, there's going to be backlash. There will be backlash. We are in 2023. There's going to be backlash to go from a Latina to a white girl. There's going to be some backlash. There definitely is. There's going to be something's going to happen with that. There's definitely going to be that. So that's why that's what I was talking about. There's going to be backlash with that. To me, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if she's Latina. I don't care if she's white. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Just make it work. Like, I didn't care that Sasha Kaye got cast as Supergirl. It didn't bother me at all. It didn't bother me one bit. I was like, all right, whatever. She looks great. When we saw her, I thought the costume looked great. And then when I saw the movie, I thought her performance was great. So it didn't matter to me. But I just saw a lot of people, you know, picking out, uh, you know, and I was just kind of went, man, there's going to be some backlash. There's going to be some backlash. So it was kind of interesting to see the response of people on Twitter responding to that. Some people were trying to make me seem like I was I don't know, being racist or some shit, you know, you know how it is. And then some people were, were pushing back like, no, it's, she should be, she needs to be like the source material goes, stop this woke shit. Of course I got, I got both sides, which is always fun because I, you know, like I, like I, like I said, sometimes when I have these tweets, it's like a social experiment and I start talking to these people and having interactions because it's fun. There was one guy in particular that was underneath my tweet. He got railed on. People like dogpiled on him because he was one of the, like, you know, he likes to use the W word. So, but, uh, you know, if, if she ends up being in it, it's going to be like one little thing. It probably would be like a mid credit, post credit if they're going to actually do that. If she shows up, fine, whatever. Let's see what happens. If she shows up, she flies right in, something happens. I don't know. Who knows? Like I said, it was like a scoop. It was a scoop from a scooper, so it might not even happen. But inevitably, there is going to be a Supergirl casting, which is going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see who they go for. And, of course, there's rumors of uh, uh, actresses on short lists and everything. And, you know, I'm just wondering. It's like, yeah, is James Gunn just going to be like, you know what? We're going to go legit castings for these, you know? We're going to get a blonde hair, blue eyed, and blah, blah, blah. Who knows? But, Yeah. That's what was uh, a lot of that was happening over the weekend as well. So that was the Supergirl stuff. And now we got the stuff. Uh, one of the things, the big thing, one of the big things that was debunked. Now we have a deep 
funkery that happened finally. And actually, you know what? It's it's funny because at first I was like, Mia, I I didn't want Kurt Russell to be Jor-El because I thought that was a little too easy. It was too on the nose because, you know, ego, not his ego. The fact that he played ego, you know, he played ego, Peter's father in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And I was like, okay, do we need him to play Superman's father now? That just seems a little too on the nose. And uh, that was actually debunked today. I just answered this to someone else, but no. He, uh, yeah, this is, he answered it twice, which is like, James, you don't need to answer it twice. Love, Kurt, and although the Moors of Krypton are certainly different than ours, I'm not sure I see him as the first-time father of a newborn. Yes! Yes! I was like, wait a minute, yeah, that's right. Why are we thinking that Jarrell needs to be like this older gentleman? I mean, Kurt Russell's like, what, in his 70s? Late 60s, early 70s? He's up there. Jorel had a newborn. He was f- fairly young, if you think about it. I mean, I because then uh, all of a sudden, you know, go, son, you know, send you off to Earth, and, and then and then boom, dead. You know, whole planet of Krypton. So it was like, yeah. So yeah, Kurt Russell being Jorel, yeah, that might be a little too, yeah, too old. Probably get somebody like in their late. You could get somebody in their late thirties, early forties. Get Brandon Ruth. Ralph? Ruth? I always say his name wrong. Ralph. Get him. If you're going to keep him, you're going to do Superman Legacy, get Tom Welling. I know some people have already been saying that, but I mean, why not? You don't need to get somebody like, nobody, Jarrell does not need to be super old. And I think what he's been hinting at here when it comes to who they would actually cast and how much, I mean, who knows how much Jarrell would actually be in there. It'd probably be either, you know, some communication thing or whatever the hell that, he, you know, he sees his father and maybe there's an interaction when it comes to that, some kind of Kryptonian technology like they've shown, of course, in Man of Steel and they've shown in the, the My Adventures with Superman. They show that too. So there's probably going to be some kind of something, maybe. I don't know. We don't even know if a Jarrell is going to actually show up. But, uh, I mean, it was funny too because Kurt Russell in recent interviews was actually saying like, I'd be down to take on Jarrell, but yeah, at the same time, I'm like, eh, nah, yeah, a little too old. They need to get somebody like probably in their, uh, I mean, Kurt Russell was what in his forties, you know, he was a great Jarrell, you know, absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, yeah, they, they can even go even a little younger. They could even go younger. I mean, look at Superman, the animated series. If you were to see like any, if you watch any of those episodes with Jarrell, I mean, he looks like the same, almost the same. I mean, obviously it's animation, but it's like the same age as Clark, essentially. Uh, so, I mean, he's fairly young, so they're probably going to go for something. But yeah, I mean, they could do a Brandon Ruth thing, or they could do a Tom Welling. Tom Welling, you know, could do something like that if you want to keep Legacy or something like that. Could do something like that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, no Kurt Russell's happening. But you never know, Kurt Russell can show up as something, make him Perry White. Oh, he can make him Jonathan. You know, so maybe I mean, that's a, that's another thing, too, that people were kind of wondering was like, what if um, what if James Gunn has him for somebody else? Could be Jonathan Kent. Could be Perry White. I don't know. Get Dean Kane. Yeah, I would. I, you know, what? I know a lot of people hate that guy, but I say if uh, I say if they're going to do Superman legacy and I've been saying this. Get every actor who's been associated. I want to see Tim Daly in there. I want to see Dean Kane in there, okay? I know people hate him because he's conservative and all this stuff, and he supported Trump, but I'm not, I'm, one of those, I'm not one of those that I don't care about someone's politics, and I happen to really like Lois and Clark, 
and I you know, and I'm I don't hate Dean Kane, so if she's not white, it'll be woke. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Russell as High Father, interesting. What's going on, man? Chris, Chris Balga is here. Do you think uh, James Gunn should pull back a bit? Yeah, you know, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that right now. Zachary Levi, you're crazy. Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage should be in there. I mean, Nicholas Cage, Jor-El, I don't know if I see that. You know, he has to somewhat look like, he has to somewhat look like, you know. <laughs> uh, isn't Dean canceled or something? Yeah, he's, I don't know. He No, he's not canceled. He still shows up at, like, events and shit like that. But, uh, anyways, but, yeah, so he could do that. Kurt, yeah, Kurt could be, Kurt could be Jonathan. I mean, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that he, if he was Jonathan Kent. I would not. Uh, would have been say Brandon Ruth would be a second. Uh, would be the second Brandon who plays Terrell. Uh, who's the first Brandon? I'm trying to remember, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So we had that. So that's been debunked. We are uh, no longer on that anymore. And then, of course, this was posted today by James Gunn. Officially confirming, of course, that Nicholas Holt, because he never officially confirmed it. That's what was funny. He didn't officially confirm that Nicholas Holt, we were all waiting for for James Gunn to, you know, officially confirm it. And then I guess it was like there was a whole thing because he said, yes, finally I can answer. Nicholas Holt is Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy, and I couldn't be happier. We went out to dinner last night to celebrate and discuss how we can create a Lex that will be different from anything you've seen before. And we'll never forget. But James, we heard this weeks ago. Why didn't you tell us it was true? Because although we were discussing it, it wasn't final until a couple of days ago. And I don't want to tell you all something that isn't certain. Anyway, here's a Lex. Here's to Lex and Nicholas, one of my favorite characters in the DCU. Didn't he say on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast it wasn't? Okay, I don't know. Anyways, but there you go. So there's the official announcement that, yes, Nicholas Holt, he finally made it. It's good that he finally made it. It's going to be interesting to see an, uh, a new Lex Luthor. I'm kind of curious of what kind of brainstorming they have done when it comes to Lex. Obviously, the script's already done. And this is what's interesting, too, because a lot of people are wondering, when Nicholas Holt, when did he get cast? Because when it came to other castings, that all happened before the strike. And they all had to keep their mouths shut. But apparently when it came to Nicholas Holt, that just really that just recently happened. I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious. And yes, guys, it has been confirmed that he will be bald. Of course, I think we all kind of assume that. Somebody asked, is he bald? Will he be bald? Yes. He'll be showing off that shiny cranium. And we've seen Nicholas Holt bald. He could pull off baldness. I think that's part of the... uh, it's part of the how you cast Lex Luthor, right? How they look bald. You know, but there there was somebody somebody else, too, when it came to him talking on threads and everything. There was uh, somebody that also asked, too, like, well, you know, he's obviously been shown with hair before, like the red hair, you know, which we saw, of course, with Jesse Eisenberg. He had the hair, and then, of course, at the very end, he got he got bald, which, you know, Jesse looked bald, too. He looked he looked good as a bald Lex Luthor. And he says, you know, he, you know, he's thought about both. James Gunn even said he thought about both. So I'm kind of wondering, is there ever going to be a flashback with Nicholas Holt and we actually see that hair? Who knows? But there you go. So we got, we got ourselves a bald, bald Nicholas Holt. 
Lex Luthor. So, anyways, okay, and then uh, and then there was this uh, exchange right here when it came to James Gunn, which I thought again, this is uh, this is the kind of stuff that I like that he uh, that he talks about when it comes to at least defending what's happening and everything. I know some people are saying that he talks a little too much, and yes, I'll agree that sometimes he does speak a little too much on these social media uh, on these social media platforms. No more, please. We want a Superman movie. Lol. Gage Musics was like, hey, no more casting. And James Gunn said, what single protagonist movie doesn't have more than 10 speaking roles? There will be more. Yeah, I get that, Mr. Gunn. I'm talking about keeping the focus on Superman. It's starting to look like a DC superhero roster movie. All the old OG Superman movies had one superhero and worked just saying. We aren't those movies. We're us. Whoa. Pushing back against that. What was that other screenshot? There was another screenshot. He like, he, and he deleted it. Oh, I forgot about that one. I forgot to pull that one up, but there was one. And I'll get to your uh, Tony movie chap, Chappy D9, Neil Blomkamp fan. I'll get to your, uh, I'll get to your, um, which uh, I'll get to your uh, super chat in just a minute, and I appreciate the super chat. But there was something, damn it! I totally and he deleted it. I totally forgot to pull that one up. It was like a response. I think there it was, right here. Got it right here. Thank you. I found your tweet, Ben. But this was right here. This is like James Gunn was like. I think he was a little fired up. A little fired up. Got a little too fired up when it came to responding to some people on a. Uh, on Twitter or on uh, Instagram or threads, whatever the fuck he's on. This is it right here. No casting one actor. This is, of course, talking about Sean Gunn being cast as Maxwell Lord. There is that. And a lot of people were like, what the hell? And I will say that I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not. I think a lot of people who have been like fans of the castings of of uh superman legacy we, a lot of uh, you know a lot of people who are in that are looking forward to the movie have been in favor of some of the castings sean gunn is max lord eh, eh. and then somebody right here said not casting one actor to play multiple characters huh you said not happening and lie detector shows that james gunn responded with i said very clearly actors will generally be playing one character on screen and said in the same response that for voice actors, it's not the same. Sean, Alan Tudyk, Maria Bakalova, Steve Agee, etc. are all play multiple roles in Creature Commandos. That doesn't mean they won't play different characters on screen. So what's the need you have, and a handful of others, to do desperately need to believe I'm lying that you seem to purposely ignore certain parts of what I said? And then it got deleted. That's where James Gunn needs to pull back. Pull back. A little too much emotion in there. A little too much emotion in there. And that's why I think he did delete that. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But obviously people are like going like, well, you know, you said you weren't going to, um, you weren't going to cast, you weren't going to cast one actor in multiple roles. And it's funny because even when we get to the Zachary Levi thing, he kind of chimes in on this too, obviously, when we talk about uh, Zachary Levi, but uh, obviously Sean Gunn has already appeared in the DCU, I guess you say, well, appeared in Suicide Squad. He did the mocap for Rocket, 
or not Rocket, Weasel. Of course, he did Rocket, too, when it came to Gardens of the Galaxy. And then he was Calendar Man, that little cameo that he had in the Suicide Squad. Cameo, or uh, Calendar Man. Cameo Man. That's, that's what we got to start calling Jan- Sean Gunn that. Cameo Man. He's going to be Cameo Man. So him being cast as Max Lord, in which uh, James Gunn also said that he's kind of going to take a, he's gonna take a, a more Justice League International Max Lord kind of take to him. Which, yeah, it's kind of funny because um, when we get to the Zachary Levi thing, obviously that, uh, that was part of it. And we'll get to that video in a bit because, you know, Zachary Levi d- did say that whole line of like, well, if you're the, the brother of the, the leader of uh, uh, the, the guy who's running DC Studios, I guess you could play any role you want. Which I thought was funny because a lot of people like underneath like my tweet went, that's true. He's speaking the truth that he could play. And I was like, really? You really think that Sean Gunn can play any role he wants in the DCU? Can you imagine if Sean Gunn went, I want to play Batman? Do you think that James Gunn would be like, yes, Sean, you're going to play Batman? <laughs> no. I want to play Brainiac. Yes, Sean, you're going to play Brainiac. No. No. But, of course, he's going to have a role in all this. And, of course, a lot of people are upset about it because, obviously, he's talking about, okay, yeah, we got, okay, so he played Weasel. He did the mocap for that. Just like, you know, in Guardians, he did the mocap for Rocket and then played his own role. All right. So he did that over there. Sure. Fine. Um, And then, of course, he played Calendar Man. Brief little thing. And, yeah, I thought I thought that was stupid. I was like, why do you – okay, you just wanted to put that in there? All right, fine. Um, I was like, okay, Calendar Man. See, I, I, I was like – because I like the long Halloween Calendar Man, you know? So I was just like, you really got to – ah, okay. All right. And I'm like, whatever. Fine. Sean Gunn is Calendar Man. And then, of course, he's yelling at – anyways, I didn't like that. I didn't like that little cameo. I, I, thought, that, I, thought, that, I thought that cameo was dumb, to be honest. I didn't like that cameo. Um, so we got that. And then of course, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, this is where, like I said, this is where James Gunn needs to like pull back a little bit. It's like, yeah, you got a little too, too much emotion. It's like, dude, don't even like, why even respond? Why even respond, man? You don't need to respond to that. You really don't need to respond. Um, so, but it's funny too, because you know, everybody keeps on talking about nepotism, 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 nepotism. That's all I was like seeing from the people who were just like, and I'm just like, okay, uh, I mean, Okay. Did we not think that he was not going to have a role in this? I mean, and it's not a big role. You think like it's got like like Max Lord is going to have more of a role than Lex Luthor? Like I don't really care for the casting either. I will I I'll admit that. I don't care for the casting either, but Yeah, I don't think he's going to have a big role first off. So I'm like, "All right, well, let's see what happens with that." Um, and then all of a sudden people were just like praising Pedro Pascal. I mean, I don't know how many times I saw so many people shit on Wonder Woman 84 and even shit on Pedro Pascal's performance. And then all of a sudden everybody's like loving, loving that, you know, human beings are fun. Um, you know, everybody's just like flip flops. Oh, now, yeah, Pedro Pascal killed it. Yeah, the movie kind of sucked, but he killed it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, everybody was shitting on that movie hard when it came out. All right. Um, and then it's kind of funny, too, because then he got like. You got like uh, like Ron Howard puts his brother in a lot of his movies all the time. Uh, you know, Clint Howard, he's always like being put in his movies. And, uh, you know, before they got before they broke up, Tim Burton put his girlfriend, wife. I don't even know if they were married. Helena Bottom Carter 
put her in starring roles. It's like who if if it wasn't his brother, would anybody care? Because it seems like when it comes to certain directors, they like to work with the same people over and over again. Not to mention there's another aspect of it too. This is why it doesn't really bother me that much. I wouldn't be surprised if like Sean Gunn probably is very cheap. Cheap. They don't have to pay a lot for him. That's what I was always like kind of, you know, I I don't think he cost that much. I don't think he actually cost that much to be honest. It probably he probably they probably get him at a discount. <laughs> He's discount fucking James. No, no, no. Uh they probably get him at a discount, maybe too. Maybe that's part of it. It's like, yeah, well, you know, they're trying to pinch every penny, so probably comes at a discount. Like I said, I don't really care for this casting. I don't, but I, but it also doesn't bother the shit out of me, and I'm not going to scream nepotism because I'm just like, all right, if he wasn't his brother, what, what? I mean, directors do that shit all the time. It's just weird. I don't know. I just the the the, the weird. I don't know why. Like that's like a thing. But, <clears throat> all right, what are you guys saying here? Love that from Gunny more and more and more. Just uh, don't ask him about Batman. Yeah, don't ask him about Batman. No one was a fan of 1984. Maxwell Lord. Uh, yeah, not a fan of this one. Gun told me Santa was real. Yeah, how dare you. James, you're a grown man. Yeah. Nah, don't pull back. Let him. Ah, I mean, hey, whatever. It's fine. It's you know, it's 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 fine. So-called fans complaining that Gunn casts his brother. Yeah, do they also hate the Godfather? <laughs> do you think Netflix will let Zach do JL Part Two? No, Alex. Uh, I don't. I do not think that. Uh, and we don't want. And and me, I don't want. I I. I mean, as much as I want to see his story. I want Zach to do original stuff. So, and there's Fabian, of course, doing his hashtags that don't do anything. Ron Howard always has a role for Clint Howard, and nobody complains. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, and there was also a super chat that I forgot to get to. Let me get to that real quick. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just there was just things like that. Where, and, again, I'm like, like, Jesus Christ, you guys are more upset with gun than you are, like, politicians that are fucking creating shit that is making things harder in our lives. And I'm like, good God. <laughs> I'm like, God, I see more people upset about James Gunn and Cape shit than some of the shit that's going on right now in real life. Um, Let's see. Let me hit the chat. But I know. We love the Cape shit. I love talking about Cape shit. But, yes, Tony, uh, Tony uh, Chappie Neal Blomkamp fan. Let's see, uh, isn't it just me, or was James Gunn not the biggest fan of Wonder Woman 84? That's why he cast Sean Gunn as Maximum. <laughs> I like that, Maximum Overlord. Um, I don't think, I, I a lot of people weren't. I mean, eh, but it's just going to be interesting because now we have, we have that. We have like a, uh, we have a, a Max Lord and a Lex Luthor. I love the fact that this is all this. This is what I love about. And I know people are keep on like complaining and like everything's overstuffed. I'm just I'm loving the fact that there's this established DC universe. See, that's the thing is like another thing, too, with all the complaints about it being overstuffed. And this is why I even defended. This is why I defended Snyder when when he was already had like an established universe as well. It's like, yeah, it's like they already exist. It's not like they have to. They're going to have major roles. It's not like they're going to have major roles in this thing, you know? I mean, I, I doubt that he has more than one scene. 
Max Lord probably has one scene. God knows what the scene is. I don't know. So I'm just like, I mean, I don't really care. And then Lisa, hey, member for 15 months. The DCU, as we know it, was gutted for money. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to make that money. Trying to make that money. But yeah, there you go. So it's fake gun outrage. They don't have anything to really be mad. Yeah, it's always it's a weird. I mean, I if you're, I, I mean, kudos to the people that that checked out. That checked out. You know, when it came to like on Twitter, like some people just checked out of uh, the whole thing. You know, they're like, ah, this is not for me. Blah blah blah. They checked out, so they rarely talk about it. But there are some people that people that hate gun talk about him more than the people who love him. I've noticed. I see that where people talk about James Gunn that hate him so much. They talk about him more. I'll even see that like when I see guys show up in my mentions. I'll scroll through real quick, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you talk about James Gunn more than people that I know that love the guy. It's like, man, it's a weird, like, crazy obsession kind of thing. But uh, but it's going to be okay, folks. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I think that was pretty much it when it came to uh, – when it came to all the um, Superman Legacy stuff, I think that's all I had, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it when it came to James Gunn stuff. Let's see. I'm going to check my notes. Check the notes and see what happens. See if I make sure I got everything fancy. Oh, yeah. Then we got to get the Zachary Levi thing. <laughs> Almost forgot about Zachary Levi. Oh, man. So, naturally... Zachary Levi, uh, got asked because he's promoting, I forgot what he's promoting right now, animated movie, right? Ch- he's in Chicken Run or whatever. Um, he's promoting that, so naturally he gets asked about the DCU. And taken from this comicbook.com interview, he was asked about the DCU and possibly playing a different play, uh, different character in the DCU. Because, you know, Jason Momoa might be playing, you know, everybody's suspecting that he's playing Lobo. Uh, so there's that. And then, of course, you know, I forgot who else was mentioned. Um, and then, of course, uh, the, the, the quote was being tossed around everywhere. I even saw it this morning and I quote tweeted it and I went, somebody's turning. But then I but then somebody was like, well, watch the whole clip. You should do that because it doesn't sound like it's salty. And I went, OK, I should delete that. And I did. And I started passing around the uh, the actual um, the actual clip. The actual clip from uh, Chris Killian, and here's the clip right here that they posted online that shows this. I'm assuming since you agreed to voice Rocky that unlike me, uh, chicken with teeth don't give you nightmares. Wait, that's (laughs) not it. Which one is it? Oh, here it is. Sorry, wrong one. Yeah, but this is his first DC character. No, he was he was um, calendar. That is not a good one. That is not a good one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, hold on. I'm fearing that I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna scroll through and see something really bad. That's happened before. You guys know it. Okay, so let's see. Okay, so here's the entire here's all right here's a good clip right here that somebody's posting showing the entire comp, uh, context. Yeah, I don't want to like scroll through. If you guys remember, I scrolled through like a Spider Man thing one time, and uh, I had to do some editing. I had to do some editing because somebody decided to you know. Anyways, here we go. Here's the entire clip right here. I 
love you as Shazam. And I want you to know that I, I think you're fantastic. Um, and I really wanted to know, is, has there been any recent conversations about where Shazam might go next? No, I know there hasn't been. It's all well above my pay grade. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, listen, I'm really proud of because it's yeah, they're they're not. They're, you can see how uncomfortable he is. <laughs> both films, I really think the second film was, in some respects, even better than the first. And then the first was really good. I, I I'm really proud of both of them. Um, you know, it ultimately didn't do at the box office what everybody hoped it would do. Um, but so I don't know ultimately how that plays into the fate ultimately of where it goes. But if I only ever it plays into a lot, Zach. Okay. Got the shot to to do the for, the first two films. Very grateful for that opportunity because it's such a delightful character to play. It's Christopher Reeves and Superman and Tom Hanks and Big in one role and that was my childhood and so like getting to bring that to life was so much fun i would love it i would love being able to do more iterations of it i would love to collaborate with like nathan fillion's green lantern you know i think there would be even, i mean are you even are you interested at all in, in going like the jason momoa or sean gun route and just Here playing a whole new character since this is like a new universe rebooting what do you mean a new character like, yeah, like, I think Jason Momoa is playing. He's not going to be Aquaman anymore. He's playing somebody else. Sean Gunn, it just was announced, is playing Maxwell. Lord well, but, now, Sean, but Sean was never established in the DC universe. So, I I mean, he's played uh, Marvel characters, but he, he had, but this is his first DC character. No, he was he was um, Calendar Man, and he was Weasel, and he's been... In, uh, in uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but those are kind of more like cameo-ish, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think this, I, I don't know. Listen. That's what we kind of talked about, too. Like, okay, yeah, he's kind of defending that. That's why I don't think this, like, the quote that's being thrown around, I don't, like, actually think it, I mean, it does kind of sound like a shot at, at the whole thing, but it didn't, but he got, he does defend that right there, at, at least, right? When you're the brother of the guy who runs DC, I guess you get to play whoever you want. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then but then when you like just hear that, it's like, and then he goes um, and then turns his head. It's like, but again, if Sean Gunn wanted to play Batman, James Gunn would be like, "Are you fucking crazy?" And then, and as far as Jason though, I, are you referring to Lobo? I don't, I know, I don't. The only character I've heard rumored was that Jason really wanted to play Lobo, but I don't think that's happening. I don't know. Ooh. Maybe he will. I don't know. So there you go, right there. There's the full clip right there. So it kind of sounds like a shot a little bit. It does. Like you play it any way you want. I was like, ooh. So it kind of does. Kind of does. But at the but if you get the entire like context, he does defend. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Sean was before that, but he was never like established because, you know, it was mocap and it was just like weasel roll was small. And then, and apparently, you know, and then Calendar Man was just a cameo or something like that. But. Uh, you know, it's funny too, because when it comes to Zachary Levi, it's like, I do have a little bit of a soft spot with him because I, I, I do think he's generally like a nice guy, but yeah, sometimes, you know, things when he, when he starts talking, you kind of go, uh, maybe not. You're just doing like the Jonah, the Jonah Hill, like, you know, gif, like, nope, nope, nope. And I bet you his PR people are like, nope, nope, don't stop, stop. You know, and I think I saw somebody too that went this. You know, Christopher Nolan did it right when he was asked about superhero movies. Essentially, like uh, for the most part, he was just like and talking about like when somebody asked him about Matt Reeves Batman, he was like, "Not going to talk about it because that's going to be headlines." 
So maybe, 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 maybe Zachary Levi should take a page out of Christopher Nolan's book. And when he gets asked about this kind of stuff, just kind of go like, nah, I'm not going to answer that because that's just going to be headlines everywhere and everything. And I'm going to have to do an Instagram live and clarify all this stuff and say I wasn't this and that. and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, maybe that's like the next step to do is just like, eh, just say no comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. I, I feel bad for Zachary Levi sometimes. I really do. I really do. I really do feel kind of bad for him sometimes. <sighs> Anyways. <sighs> oh, is that what you said? Oh, that was you, Ben. Okay. I wasn't sure. I, I saw it on my timeline. Was that you that said that? All right. Ben said that. Ben Everts. Source right there. Mr. Everts. Sorry. I was like, I, I, didn't, I, I remember seeing it, and I never remember who the hell said whatever. Anyways, okay. So there you go. That's all the stuff. Yeah, I can see how he comes off annoying Stephanie. I totally get it. I totally get it. It's just, man, I mean, sometimes the uh, the superhero machine really can just, like, fuck some shit up. <laughs> it really can. It really could just, like, uh, drive some craziness that's happening. But anyways, let's go over to, uh, let's go from one Zach to uh, another. Let's go to uh, the Rebel Moon world. And let's uh, let's see what's. I mean, Jesus Christ, there is so much going on when it comes to Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon, baby, and yes, guys, the LA premiere. And uh, I think I, I'm. Just, I mean, I, I I told the members this, but for anybody who's not a member, I told this last week. But uh, yes, uh, obviously, there's all the premieres that are happening. They're doing like a, a whole international press tour. They're at Tokyo today. They're at London. Um, but, uh, the LA premiere is this Wednesday, so there's not going to be a members only stream because I will be in LA attending the LA premiere. Yay. Where's the, where's it at? Where's it at? Here we go. Anyways. So, going to be interesting because there's going to be some other peeps there, too. And I don't know exactly like what it's going to be all like and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, it should be good. There'll, there'll be plenty of pictures to show and everything. So, yeah, look forward to uh, to all that. Look forward to, uh, if you're not following me on social media, follow me on social media because I'll be posting some things. Be posting things. I'm just going to go through, uh, let's see, what we got here. Okay. World premiere. Okay, so let's see. Updates, updates, updates. There's so many, so many things. So many things were updated. I mean, I'm just going through. Going, eh, we already saw that. But the, let's see, what was that one? Let's see. Hold on. The first thing that was uh, talked about. Thank you, Stephanie. I know it was very, very exciting to get that. Very exciting to get the uh, the invite. Very exciting to get the invite. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to shake some hands, you know, it's going to be at the, uh, the Chinese theater too, apparently. So should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. Like I said, there'll be some other peeps there that, uh, that you might know. I won't spoil who, so we'll be doing, I'll be doing some videos. I'll be taking some pictures. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, but they did do a much wider release. (laughs) 
Much wider release when it comes to Rebel Moon. We got Austin, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Detroit, Kansas City, Minneapolis, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and San Diego. Or as uh, originally it was called, Whale's Vagina. Any money? Okay. You know. Anchorman? Okay. Uh, but yeah, so they have, I mean, hey. I know it's not. I know not everybody's still getting a, a release, which sucks. And they're still. It's still not getting a. I know Netflix is dumb. They. They're just. It, it feels like they are leaving money on the table when it comes to like, getting more screens on this whole thing. But uh, sadly, that's that's just it right there. That's uh, so you'll be able to see that. If you're one of these cities, luck uh, might just put on your side. Keep uh, those peepers wide open for local promos. Advanced tickets could be yours. So, I don't know. We'll see. So if you're in any of those areas or you could travel to any of those areas, you know, look forward to that. But, uh, yeah, we got some more clips, character clips. There's Mr. Ray Fisher right there talking about the House of Blood X. A lot of more promo stuff. I mean, there's just all kinds of things that have been coming out. Look at that. General Titus. Shaman Hansu, man. That guy. Love that guy's voice. Gunner right there. Sweet. Okay. But uh, there was uh, some more things, too, when it came to Zach. There was, like, an interview with Zach, too, that I wanted to pull up and him talking about uh, this stuff. Sorry, I should have had it more available. There was that. What was that one? Somebody actually talked. There was this right here. This is pretty cool. He's talking about his uh, approach. It's a little – it's a quick clip right here that I thought was pretty cool. Creating the lore is – it's really just – the action of having fun with the characters in the end. You know, even just like, so Tarak, we meet Tarak, and he's, you know, in this, looks like some sort of frontier-looking kind of ranchy place, and he's chained to this anvil. They've come to say, like, hey, join us in this fight, and he's like, I would, but I owe this guy money, and I honor my debts. And so probably could break out of this chain (laughs) if I felt like it, but that's who I am. And it's just fun to say, like, okay, well, who are you? Create. Who are you? So there you go. Yeah, I mean, apparently being chained to whatever has uh, really gotten, you know, Tarak some some fucking, you know, abs. He's got like a 10-pack going on. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, there's that. And then, of course, all the premiere stuff. Uh, more pictures. This guy, this guy right here, Jeff Con- Conway who is like a TV host, Emmy-nominated TV host, Forbes, all that stuff. This is what he had to say about Rebel Moon right here. So I just saw Rebel Moon at the Netflix office, and it's so much fun. The action's so cool. Sophia kicks ass. Of course. Zack Snyder's vision's so cool. The slow motion, the action scenes, the visuals, they're all just so appetizing and incredible. Uh, So exciting. Make sure you guys see it on Netflix coming up on the 21st. It comes out early. On Netflix. That's Rebel another Moon. thing. It comes out a day early, right? It was supposed to come out on the 22nd. Now it's coming out a day early. And this is them in, uh, they're in uh, Tokyo right now. Not the entire cast, but, you know, of course, Zach and Debbie are there. Sophie there. Uh, Mr. Ed Screen is also there, too. And um, Bay of Moon right there as well. So, of course, they're wearing uh, the geese or whatever. Yeah, they're wearing their geese. So that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, and then here's Zach right here. Now in Tokyo. All right, guys, we're going to go in and check out the movie. I'm super excited for you to see it. So let's open the doors. Look at that. Netflix is spending some money on this shit. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 
Netflix is really spending some money on this. I mean, I guess the money is really going into that. You know, it's like, can you spend a little bit more money at Netflix and get uh, get it on more screens for people? That'd be nice. That's the thing, though, because, you know, we're about to talk about the box office. This year is so freaky because, you know, there's technically really just only one superhero movie that was successful this year, sadly. So, like, the superhero genre is just kind of, you know, and Disney's just kind of going, we didn't make a billion dollars. So it's like people are wanting to see, like, these unique movies and whatnot. You know, I mean, we're about to talk about Godzilla Minus One and how it's performing at the box office, which it keeps getting more releases. It's like... Ugh, Netflix, you might have something here where you actually might make some good coinage if there's a good word of mouth. Hopefully, I mean, that's the thing, and that's why I keep on saying, guys, keep tweeting, keep tweeting. Use the Rebel Moon hashtag, even the Rebel Moon in theaters hashtag. Keep on doing that, you know, because you might be able to, like, get it out there. and get, You know, good word of mouth could get some more screens because they already did. I mean, it was supposed to just be on in four different theaters, and that's it. Now it's going to be at more locations, it looks like. So hopefully, that's all we could hope for. And I, cause I, I, want, I mean, I think everybody wants to uh, see it on the big screen. All right, let's talk about that box office. We have a movie that... Uh, this is that... Okay, so the box office, weird box office. Weird box. There's like... Not, this is what I don't get. Ah, like, I, this is what I don't get about Hollywood. I don't understand it. Okay. Why is it that they always want to cram these movies in like, in like just so close together? Why do they do this? Why do they do this? Okay. This weekend, the newest movie that came out was called, was an animated movie. I think it's an anime called the boy and the Huron. That was the newest movie that came out. It only made $12.9 million. So why can't we put, um, a, a movie uh, I just don't get it I don't get why they cram all the movies so close tightly together it makes no freaking sense man but here we go right here here's the t- top five uh, <laughs> you know it's like I mean there's this movie right here is this the is this the movie that where this is the movie where Robert Pattinson does he supply his voice in this movie is this the movie or that's something else that's something else I think right I don't know Somebody correct me on that, because I remember there's like Robert Pattinson is like supplying a voice of some kind of character and he sounds like Willem Dafoe. Is this that movie? It's not that movie, right? This is something that's something else. I don't know. See, this just shows how much I don't know about like, you know, anime and stuff like that. So but uh, this movie, it is this one. OK, thank you, Gilmore. Gilmore. Thank you. That is that one. That's crazy. That's what I love about Robert Pattinson. You know, he just like, hey, I'm going to do the voice for this. By the way, I want to see the studio recording of all that, please. This movie worldwide, $97.1 million. It's crazy how much money these movies will make. They make uh, so much money. It's crazy how much money they make. But that was it. But then, of course, we're all wondering about Godzilla vs. Godzilla vs. Kong. We're, we're, you know, wondering about Godzilla minus one. $52.2 million worldwide, mind you. The reported box office is $15 million. I hope this movie continues to grow and grow. I want it to continue on into the new year. Okay? Into the new year. And I think, I I hope that more screens, it gets more screens. 
I really hope that that's the case. I really hope that's the case. But I, I just love it. I love all the praise that it's getting. But see, this is this is what needs to happen. I want this to happen to Rebel Moon. I, that's why I'm like Netflix. You might want to like consider. I mean, it, it sucks that like you know we're going to talk about the Golden Globe nominations. It sucks that some you know movies like Fla- Killers of the Flower Moon and Napoleon that are getting all this award recognition and critically pl- praised, they're bombing. They're bombing at the box office. That's what's crazy. They're bombing at the box office, but these smaller movies. They're getting big, you know, and uh, it's just it's kind of frustrating. The box office is so weird right now. And I just wish I just love the word of mouth thing that's happening because people are like, eh, I'm I got to go see that superhero movie, not that superhero movie, not that superhero movie, you know, and even Mission Impossible didn't do well at the box office. I mean, you know, obviously Barbie did and everything, but Jesus Christ, I just I love it when these movies that they probably don't think are going to stand a chance and they're just like they're killing it. They're killing it. I want more of that. I just want more of that. Okay, how are we feeling about the Golden Globes? Huh? We're not going to go through every single one, every single nomination. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really, you know, I, when it comes to the TV shows, I don't really, eh, it's whatever. I'm, I'm the film junkie, not the TV junkie. Barbillion, baby. Barbillion, baby. But yes, the uh, Golden Globe nomination. So obviously there's a lot of TV stuff and, you know, whatnot. We won't have to go through though because a lot more people i mean obviously people are talking about everything but man there's like so many things uh, i'm just looking at the the i i forgot that there was actually they, they nominated like uh comedy specials too there's so many comedy specials now which is great there's such a, a comedy boom that's happening but uh naturally when it comes to best picture best picture drama autonomy of a fall which i have not seen killers of the flower moon which i did see and i uh, I thought it was fantastic. Maestro, I don't think that's out yet. Oppenheimer, that's that's the one I would go for because Christopher Nolan, it, 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 it's so it, – Christopher Nolan, when is he going to get – you know, we need Christopher Nolan to start winning some awards, right? And then uh, Past Lives, I've heard great things about that. And then The Zone of Interest, I have no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> and then, of course, when it comes to Best Picture, Musical or Comedy, Air, which I really loved – I thought that was fantastic. American Fiction, didn't see that. Barbie, naturally. And then it got the holdovers, which I heard good things. May, December, I've heard mixed things. And then poor things, I don't think I've heard any things about that. So, best director, Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Greta Gerwig, of course, for Barbie. Yorgos Lathimos, poor things. Christopher Nolan, of course. Martin Scorsese, of course. And then um, Celine Song for Past Lives. So, yeah. And then we got the best actor, Bradley Cooper, Leonardo DiCaprio, Coleman Domingo for Rustin. I don't even know what that is. Barry Keegan. Keegan? Keegan? Whatever. Saltburn. So, apparently, got to see that one, too. Killian Murphy and then Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers. Um, and then, of course, best actress, Annette Benning. Nyad. I don't see. There's some of these movies. I don't even know what the hell they are. I'm like, what? Lily Gladstone, of course, for Killers of Flower Moon. I see her winning. I don't know. I predict she's going to win. Uh, Sandra Huller, Autonomy of the Fall. Greta Lee, Past Lives. Carrie Mulligan for uh, Maestro. And then Kaylee uh, Spaney for Priscilla, which I've heard good things about that, too. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage, baby. Nicolas Cage. He got nominated. I want to see this movie, Dream Scenario. So he got nominated. Obviously, this is for motion picture musical comedy. Timothy Chalamet, of course, 
for Wonka, and then Matt Damon, Paul Giamatti, Joaquin Phoenix, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. I actually do want to see that movie. I I like Jeffrey Wright, so. But, uh, yeah, Barbie Supremacy. <laughs> see, that's the thing. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> best picture, or best actor in supporting role, Willem Dafoe, Poor Things. That's right, Poor Things is that... Is the uh, I, I saw I want to see it is the Emma Stone movie, um, Robert De Niro Killers of the Flower Moon Robert Downey Jr. which I would that would be my guess but of course we have Ryan Gosling Ryan Gosling Barbie Charles Milton May December Mark Ruffalo Poor Things and then of course Emily Blunt Oppenheimer Daniel Brooks The Color Purple Jodie Foster Nyad I don't even know what the hell that movie is Julianne Moore May December Rosamund Pike Hey she's great. Salt uh, Burn and then Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers. <laughs> okay, if Ryan Gosling wins, I'm just going to laugh my ass off. Hey, a Rebel Moon commercial just showed up on the Monday Night Football game. See, Netflix is really pushing this right here. Sorry, just saw it right there. Um, if Ryan Gosling wins, <laughs> I, I, I get that people love this movie, okay? I didn't love it. And I still stand behind me. It was like, it was a very well, it was a creative Saturday Night Live sketch, in my opinion. Okay. Do I think Ryan Gosling deserves like an award? No. To me, it was like Ryan Gosling was just goofy. He was uh, not the normal Ryan Gosling. You know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the uh, Nice Guys, Ryan Gosling. You know, comedic timing and the way that he delivers comedic lines. But you compare that to Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer, I'm sorry. Robert Downey Jr. killed it in Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling, he deserves an MTV Movie Award for sure. Sure, I'll give him that. <laughs> but I just like, come on, Really? And I know Margot Robbie got nominated too. Even her, like, but she had a little bit more to do. She had to do some dramatic, more dramatic scenes. Anytime Ryan Gosling did a dramatic scene, it still felt comedic. That's the thing. It still felt comedic. I know. I know it's not the popular thing, but kind of wish Ben Affleck got a direct. I know. Thank you, Stephanie. I was going to bring that up right now. Where the hell is Ben Affleck's? nomination for air that fucking movie was great but only but matt damon gets the nom not him but yeah let's see but i'm just saying like it's just i swear if he wins i'm just like okay and then of course they do like uh they do like the 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 box they have a box office category right too yeah cinematic and box office achievement in motion picture was this always a thing I haven't watched the Golden Globes since the last time Ricky Gervais. Remember when Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes and he roasted the entire fucking room and just gave them the business? And everybody was like, yes, oh my God. That was the last time I watched the Golden Globes. I don't even remember this. But yes, they have cinematic and box office achievement. Why is this even a thing? Barbie's going to win, right? Cinematic, cinematic and box office achievement in motion picture. I mean... Barbie is number one, so of course that one's gonna win, right? Or are they just taking into account like, is it cinematic enough? Because if that's the case, it wouldn't win. Because I didn't think it was. Again, it just 
Anyways, yeah, you got Barbie and uh-oh, 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 gun haters. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3 nominated. John Wick Chapter 4. Mission Impossible. So even though it... See, they felt bad for Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise. And plus, you know, probably Scientology, the Scientologists came out. And they're like, oh shit, we better give them an award. Because Barbie, Barbenheimer just totally kind of destroyed Mission Impossible's box office. You know, I think Mission Impossible, if it was released at a different time, again, they cram these fucking movies together too much. I think it could have gotten a better box office. But hey, they gave it an award. Of course, it got Oppenheimer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and then, of course, Taylor Swift. Boy. But yeah, that's uh, it's just a weird. It's just weird. It's actually much harder to pull off comedic performance than dramatic performance, if you think about it. You know what? I will give you that. Well, this is what this is what's funny. Stephanie, you bring up a good point when it comes to uh, performances like that, Um, because I've always thought. It's a lot harder. It would be a lot harder. And there's been many times like you could look at like comedy movies, comedic like uh, comedian movies, like funny people, for instance, or whatever. Remember, uh, one of the things about funny people was Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill. They actually got up in front of an audience to do stand-up comedy. Adam Sandler, of course, he he's done it before, but he had to do that too. So yeah, I would say like sometimes it's harder for like an actor to actually do. Yeah, and then when it comes to comedian type actors to do drama, it does. It seems like that's would be an easier thing for them to do too. But at the same time, I just don't think that. I think just Ryan Ryan Gosling was just goofy. He was just goofy the whole time, and it just. To me, it wasn't like I mean I I, I think his, I thought his performance in Nice Guys was way better, you know his comedic timing and everything in there I thought was way better, you know. I'm just being a hater. <laughs> I'm not being a hater. Barbie's gonna win it all. Just call it now. Just call it now. Kevin Klein and Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, Kevin Klein's great. I love Kevin Klein. <sighs> Where's he been? Ricky Gervais should uh, just host every year. I know. Oh, when he roasted, when he was calling out everybody, oh, that was just the balls that he, the balls that he had. I know he should. Who's actually hosting? Did they even have a host this year? Yeah, I, I just, I, you know, I'm just me. I'm just, I, I'm rooting for Robert Downey Jr. because the man was Iron Man for a decade. He was known as just that. And then he, like, the first movie that, like, one of the first movies that he does post-Iron Man is Dr. Doolittle. And that thing was a, I didn't even see it. It just looked horrible. And I heard nothing but bad things about it. And then he gets called up by Christopher Nolan. And then he kills it. Yeah, I just thought, I mean, that, the entire cast killed it, obviously. I'm rooting for Oppenheimer, if you, if you haven't guessed. Um, I'm really rooting for Oppenheimer. You know, it's like, hey, Barbie got the got the billions, the Barbillion. Can we can Oppenheimer get the awards? Okay, you got the money, we can get the awards. You know, that's what I'm. I, let's just have an even trade. When it comes to Barbenheimer, they got the billion, they get the awards. Come on, you want to talk about cinematic? Jesus Christ! All right, <clears throat> I'm just complaining. Let me get to the Twitter questions. All right, let's get to let's see what's going on in the Twitter world right here. Uh, let's see what you guys have to say here. 
I forgot there's two Monday night football games. Pretty crazy. All right, so let's see. Yeah, not too many, but let's get to them right now. All right. Hey, Dave, Eric, is there a Christmas film you uh, find underrated? Something on your lineup that's not talked about as much and arguably should be? Uh, Fat Man. Fat Man. Nobody talks about Fat Man with Mel Gibson. I know people don't like Mel Gibson that much, but Fat Man, Mel Gibson, and Scrooged. Well, I think people talk about Scrooged a little bit more. Uh, Darkness Under the Wind, Dave, question one. Should we get a Batman Under the Red Hood film? Would you like like for the DCU Joker to make his live-action debut in this movie? I mean, I wouldn't hate it. Would not hate it. Question two, should all of the other times we see Kang in the MCU be minor scenes like post-credits planning his move he'd make in uh, Kang Dynasty or be in projects like Deadpool 3, but minor or have him in a big, uh, well, yeah, the Jonathan Majors thing. Well, they have to recast him. They're going to have to recast John, Jonathan Majors. It's not looking good for Jonathan Majors. Like there hasn't been like a full-on verdict yet, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Uh, and then uh, if we get uh, Superman versus the Authority film, would you want to have them feud first, then team up? <sighs> I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. I'll have to think about that. It's like, I don't know. I don't think I'd want them to team up, to be honest. CK Cooper Knox, what are the odds of Zack Snyder crafting another Snyderverse out from uh, the Blood and Ashes script? I think it'd be very good, and I hope he gets to do that. Kind of, kind of makes you wonder though if he's going to direct it. But I, I hope he does. Sounds like a passion project, another passion project, smaller movie, and you know, I mean, three hundred put him on the map. I would say three hundred. Even though, like, I remember going and watching Dawn of the Dead in theaters. That was the first thing that I saw of Zack Snyder. Even though I saw his Michael Jordan commercials, just didn't know it, um, and other commercials too. But uh, obviously, his first, you know, first movie. I remember seeing that out there and uh uh but obviously it was like that was a a success because it was a well-made remake but then 300 put him on the map and then created that Snyder signature of you know fast to slow motion fast to slow motion that people have been trying to trying to emulate I don't know how many times so I hope that if they do do this third movie that he does direct it or but you know because you know the second 300 wasn't that great wasn't as great it's fine it's, a, it's an okay movie but it just yeah. uh, mr nobody hey dave question number one how do you think gun will address car kent not being recognized as superman the glasses excuse well i mean that's what they're gonna have to do he'll probably have a different hairstyle <laughs> i mean how else are you gonna do it there's just there, there's no way there's i I remember Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage were really trying to go for something like that made they were trying to make it make more sense with the way that they were going to uh, approach Clark Kent with the longer with the long messy hair, the glasses and the way that he was going to dress if you watch some of those behind the scenes they were going to make the Clark Kent disguise be a little bit more okay, I don't think this guy's Superman. Um but I think most of the time you just you just don't address it. You just accept it. It's just one of those things where you just accept it. In BBS people just accepted it, right? 
You have Clark Kent, who has these big, broad shoulders and just glasses, but his hair was done a little bit differently. I mean, you have to do the hair as well. The hair is always a thing that could help. You have the, uh, you know, the black frame, frame glasses, and the hair is going to be different. But we'll see what kind of approach they do. But I think they're just, you just accept it. It's Superman. It's Clark Kent. Mr. Devon Wooter, hello, Dave. I just watched 300, so incredible. What from uh, what you're from this, uh, from the movie for me is, uh, okay, well, I guess what, my favorite scene, Gerard Butler, when he died at the end of the movie, that shot was so incredible. Yeah, it's a very incredible shot. And I uh, buy The Flash on Thursday. It's really good. I don't know why people hate the film. And did you like 300? I was just talking about 300, too. I thought it was okay. Rise of the Empire, I thought it was okay. It was fine, but it just didn't. It, it the first three hundred is just like my god. The thing is just it's a fuck. It's a it's like I said. It put him on the map. It's a masterpiece in my opinion. It really is. Just like and even like when he talks about it now and what the the how they they achieve some of those camera angles and everything. Movie talk now. Do you think James Gunn could get a lot of fans on board by casting Henry Cavill as an alternate? Older Kingdom Come based Superman. I don't think he'll do that. No, I don't think he would actually do that. I mean, I would love, I would love in like, you know, 10 years from now, if they do a Kingdom Come type movie and they bring back Cavill, they bring back Affleck, they bring back Godot. I would love that. I would love that. But directed by Zack Snyder. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Zack does come back. And like, you know, after, he, you know, he's done all this stuff, he comes back in like a decade and directs a Kingdom Come type of movie with his cast. That would be amazing. That'd be amazing. You know, he'd be like, what? He'd be pushing 70 by then. But hey, look at Ridley Scott. Look at George Miller. And look at Zack Snyder. The guy's got the guy's got more energy than all of us put together and he's 57. Dude's just like still got the energy of a fucking child, which is great. You absorb that and when you talk to him, you're just like, "Jesus Christ. Zack attack." Hey Dave, you skipped my question too on Twitter. Oh. Did I? Oh, question 2. I know you don't like the wide eyes for Batman. But what about Spider-Man, Daredevil, or uh, Deadpool works for them? Yeah, well, Deadpool it works for them because they, they, they made it where it, the mask, they have like the mocap dots. So they do uh, some of it's like the VFX when he's like actually, you know, moving the eyes. That's all VFX. Same thing with Spider-Man with the way that they did uh, Tom Holland's thing. You know, that's, there's visual effects involved. So they actually can exude some emotion. They can actually emote. Daredevil, that was a different thing, but that makes sense because he's blind. <laughs> See, so even in like when Matt Murdock, you know, is doing his thing, he's still blind. And when he was in the black suit, he just had a cover over his eyes, so you didn't even see his eyes. So it works for those characters. It's just going to be so hard, and I was totally, I totally would love to see it. If anybody can pull it off, if you could pull it off, if Muschietti and James Gunn think they could pull it off, to pull off the white eyes, I'm, I'm ready for it. Fine. But I remember asking Zach the first time he came on the vodka stream, I asked, did you 
think about doing the wide eyes? And he said yes, but he said the main reason why it's too difficult is because the actor has to show emotion, emote through the through the eyes and look around and stuff. But obviously there's the circumstances of obviously the mech suit. It's just wide eyes that are lit up, but obviously he needs that. Uh, Dark Knight, he had the lenses come down, the sonar suit in Batman Forever. So there is like times where it's like, you know, they've tried to kind of put in there, but to have it all the time. I always thought too, like, what if he like, oh, what if he popped in contacts or something like that to make his eyes white? So he still is, you could still see his eyes move around, but his eyes are just like fully white. He would look like a demon, maybe. I don't know. It's just, it's such a, it's such an interesting thing. It, yeah. But maybe if they did something, but maybe if they did something where, you know, Deadpool-like, because like when I think about Batman the Animated Series, obviously when he puts it on, you know, it's all white eyes, and they do the thing where he, he can't emote. He can't emote. Like you could see sad Batman eyes, angry Batman eyes. You do all that. So you'd really have to like, I think they would have to, if they take the approach like with Deadpool and Spider-Man, is the fact that you would have to have some kind of mocap thing and do like a, visual effects kind of thing where you can emote through the eyes so that's the difficult part i don't want the wide eyes for the whole movie just yeah see that's the thing it's like if you can't make it work you can't make it work hey mama film junkies here hi mom all right guys that oh i turned off the mic (laughs) that shall do it all right, guys, appreciate it. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, hit that like, thumbs up, share the stream as well. And then, of course, uh, like I said, members, I know we do a members-only stream on Wednesday, but I'll be in L.A. at the Rebel Moon premiere. That's right. So won't be uh, doing that, but like I said, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on all the sock meds. I'll be posting things. I'm posting things on the ins- on Instagram, Bureau, doing all that. We'll see what, 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 what videos I can get, and, you know, Hopefully I could talk to Zach a little bit too, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when it comes to that premiere, but very much looking forward to it, and uh, should should be a good time. Should be a great time, but yeah, no uh, no members-only stream on, on, on Wednesday, but I'll see you guys, of course, for the Vodka stream on Friday, and hopefully we can get some uh, people on there too, you know, talk about some things and Rebel Moon stuff, so hopefully we can achieve some of that. Anyways, guys. All right, you guys are awesome. I love you, and I'll talk to you later.